So before I start, uh, just one announcement. Uh, as you know, during London Advent, we do we do Latin parts of the mass. So uh, <clears throat> it's gonna be instead of holy, 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 sanctus, 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 instead of uh, the Lamb of God, Agnus Dei, and after the consecration, I will sing uh, Mysterium Fidei, the mystery of faith, and you will respond. So you can find, like it was announced before Mass, you can find the, the flyers in your pews. So just keep following them. Uh, Father Brian asked us, me and Father Sean, to explain why we do this. Because uh, Latin, as you know, is the mother language, the native language uh, of the Catholic Church. So we want to go back from time to time to our native language uh, to not forget. The way my native language is Polish, and to be honest, I don't use Polish much here, because uh, there are just a few uh, Polish families at Lourdes and St. Louis. And I just call, uh, I, when I, I talk, uh, I use Polish when I call my mom, and now she's even watching right now me from Poland, and she doesn't understand what I'm saying, of course. But when I call her, uh, we speak Polish, because that's my first language. And so from time to time, it's good to use your native language, so you'll not forget it. So that's why we go back to Latin for Advent and Lent, just to remind ourselves uh, what the true language of the church is. So that's why I would encourage you to use it. Uh, use it because uh, then let's say this coming Advent, maybe you will not need it because you will remember the, uh, the Latin parts of the Mass. And one more thing, if you are not Catholic or uh, it's been a while since you, you was here, uh, you can grab a, uh, the Order of Mass. It's a huge flyer at each entrance. You can follow the prayers because uh, it's much easier. Or if you come here with your Catholic friends, the same. Uh, use it because it's much, uh, much better for you and for us even when you know what to say, okay? You are not a stranger. So welcome. Now, let's go to <coughs> main part. Uh, Ash Wednesday. Was on Wednesday, right? Cool. I'm looking at your foreheads because uh, sometimes people have their crosses still on Sunday, <laughs> which tells me that you, you know what, you didn't take a shower. <laughs> That's what happens uh, on Thursday, right after Ash Wednesday. I love this because uh, usually I go to visit the kids in their classrooms. I go downstairs when they have lunch and I steal food from them. Uh, <laughs> then I give it back there, of course. But some of the some of the kiddos uh, on this Thursday they had crosses still or just a little bit of ashes on their foreheads, so I usually I go to them and like, uh, oh you still have your cross you know on your forehead, so you didn't take a shower yesterday and like, yes I did. <laughs> That's what they did uh, all of the kids, but you know this simple sign tells you what happened or what did not happen. Like this person didn't take a didn't take a shower. Uh, today's first Sunday of Lent, and we are given this gospel of uh, from Saint Luke, when Jesus goes into the desert to be tempted by the devil. I know that some of you, and maybe all of you, uh, have some Lenten resolutions, something that you have uh, given up for Lent, which is good, but. 
it's, I think 20% of you, uh, that's what the statistics uh, say, some of you uh, gave up already. The same if you take New Year's resolutions. January 1st, people say, oh, I'm giving up smoking. And then again, most of the people by January 12th, they smoke. So it takes just 12 days to give up. So today it's, it's what? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Fourth day after Ash Wednesday. Technically, some of you already uh, do what you were not to do. So I would encourage you to go back uh, to your Lenten resolutions starting today uh, and really doing your best because we are given this gospel when Jesus goes into the desert to really fight the devil. This is the fight. This is the fight. If you remember the Old Testament and uh, the story of King David, how he had to fight Goliath, that's the same. But in this story, that's what many theologians say, that the devil had no idea that this guy is God. Jesus is God. He didn't know. Probably he didn't because he, he tells him, if you are the son of God, prove it. Show me. I love this gospel because Jesus is really uh, human. As we know, and we are just told, it's been 40 days. And he did not have food. Luke says he was hungry. Do we have someone here who fasted for uh, 40 days? Raise your hand. No one? Okay. 30 days, one month, no food. Anyone? Oh, no. Okay. 20 days. Okay. 10 days. No food for 10 days. Ooh, okay. One week. One week. Oh, we have two. That's great. What about one day? One day, no food. Oh, that's easy, see? That's easy. <laughs> you, you know the feeling. You know the feeling. What about 40 days? 40 days. I met once uh, a person uh, who didn't have food for 40 days. It's possible. It's possible. You have to, of course, go to your doctor first and do some, uh, you know, uh, tests if you are able to do so, but it's possible, it's possible. Some people say that after one week, so we have two people here, after one week actually your body adjusts and you, you are not even hungry after one week. But Jesus was hungry after 40 days and we shouldn't blame him. He was hungry, 40 days, no food. Now that's what happens to all of us. The devil comes to you when you are weak, when he knows that you are weak, that's why when he always uh, comes. Not when you are strong, when you are weak. He knows, the devil knows uh, my Achilles heel. He knows yours Achilles heels. He knows when you are weak and what's your weakness. So that's why he comes to Jesus and says, if you are the son of God, because you are hungry, right? 40 days, no food. Oh, you are great. But you need to eat, let's be honest. You can change this stone into bread. That's what he does. The devil always lies. 
he comes to you when you are weak. And he never says, oh, commit a sin, you know, you are the son of God, maybe, I don't know, but you are hungry. So don't listen to God, to all of your mission stuff, just eat. No, he doesn't do it. The devil knows how to approach each one of us. He's the smartest creature. You cannot win with him if you start talking to the devil. You always have to say no. That's why Jesus even doesn't talk to him. He responds with the scripture, the word of God. But that's what we are supposed to do. When you are tempted, when you are weak, uh, don't talk to temptation. Temptation is not a sin, right? But it happens to all of us. But that's what the devil does. He always comes and tells you, no, you can do it. You can do it. You know, go ahead. It always reminds me about when you drive I-70. And you know it's speed limit 70, uh, but you want to go 100. You know the feeling? So great. I know, because I told you once, I think last week, I always drive really fast, so I'm speeding a lot. Don't tell anyone. But, but this is what happens, right? It feels so great, you know, I'm breaking the rules, and I know I shouldn't, but I have to be there, you know, I'm already late to that meeting. So you speed up. You know you shouldn't, but then you have like, but I'm late. I need to do it. So you give yourself a permission. We always have to lie ourselves. We always commit a sin, but every sin starts with a huge lie. Huge lie. I know that some of you are married, so that's what can happen uh, in your marriage. Maybe there is a problem right now in your marriage or with your kids or maybe even with your parents. So we always give ourselves permission and we have this kind of voice, which is the temptation to do something. And the devil, when he comes, he always says, you know what? You deserve it. You are a really good person. You should do it. Yes, do it. Do it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Do it. You deserve it. You're a good husband. Right? You can cheat on your wife. Come on. You deserve it. Handsome men, do it. Um, I don't know. And little by little, the devil can convince you, uh-huh, I can do it. Yes, I'm a handsome. I can prove it, right? Yeah, that's what happens. You can take any case from our lives. This is how it starts. Huge lie, huge lie. So the very first one, which is the temptation of uh, the devil who says, stone, uh, change this stone into the bread, is of course the, uh, the temptation of pleasure or comfort. Pleasures and comfort are okay in our lives, but when they take uh, the spot that belongs to God, it's not okay. That's what Jesus uh, was saying. That's why he was saying no to him. No, God is always first. Pleasures are okay and comfort, but God is first. God is first. Then we, can, we know the limits in our lives. So the very first one, that's what many saints said. The very first one is, of course, uh, when we put 
pleasure and comfort. First of the idol of uh, comfort and pleasure. The second one is when uh, the devil tells Jesus, you know what, you see the, all the kingdoms and castles, I would say, now you can say in modern world, you know, all these countries, it can be yours if you worship me. And that's, of course, the second one. The second one is uh, the idol of power. We want to be in control. We want to rule. We want to tell people what to do, what not to do. But when you are in charge, it's so difficult to, to see that you are a sinner as well. It's so difficult. The devil tells uh, Jesus, if you worship me, if you worship me, I will give it to you because it has been handed over to me. Uh, you know the story, the book of Genesis, how he tempted Eve and Adam. And so that's, that's the moment when the world that belonged to Adam and Eve was handed over to Satan because he convinced them that they should be better than God and they can be gods. That's why he's in charge. The Bible says he's the ruler of this world. And it's a huge temptation for those uh, of you maybe who are uh, in charge of uh, something huge. Maybe some of you are CEOs uh, of the huge companies or smaller ones. But when you are in charge, you have to be really careful about your soul. That's what can happen to many uh, presidents in this world. That's what's happening, as you can see, in Europe right now. The president of Russia, he thinks that he can take whatever he wants, which is a huge lie. So from today's gospel, we know whom he's worshiping, who is in charge. I will give it to you if you worship me. That's Satan, the divider. He always comes and makes huge mess. So if the president, in this case of Russia, takes this way of thinking, I can take us, it's mine, it belongs to me, then you have huge mess. People are being killed even now because of the decision of one man. So you know what happens when we take uh, power too seriously in our lives, God is not God anymore. We are gods. I am in control. So I don't need God. And if you take this kind of thinking, well, as you can see, people are being killed. That's why Jesus says, no, only you should worship God. If you do this, everything will be fine. So the devil is trying the next time, the last time, he takes Jesus to uh, this uh, huge... Uh, spot it's a if you haven't been to jerusalem it's still there you can go there it's really high i don't remember how many feet but it's really high and if you if you jump off from uh, from this corner of the temple uh, well you will die you will die it's really high so the devil uh, he's a smart creature but he makes a huge mistake at this very moment because he, he is using uh, Psalm 91, 91. 
the one that we were using uh, for the sound between the readings, right? We were singing, be with me, Lord, when I am in trouble. And the third stanza of this psalm that we were just used, we were just used, uh, says that upon their hands they shall bury you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. This is what Satan uses. But he makes a huge mistake because the next sentence in the psalm is about him. You shall tread upon the aspen, the viper, you shall trample down the lion and the dragon. He's not so smart at all, I would say. He makes a huge mistake. He gives actually Jesus the hint, but uh, he's tempting him. He's tempting him. But that's what can happen to all of us, because the very last one is uh, the huge sin of pride. The huge sin of pride. Or if you take this into our world, you could say that it's a huge idol of popularity. In today's world, uh, well, you have many celebrities, right? Uh, TikTok is a huge thing. A lot of teenagers uh, use this one to gain some popularity. On Facebook, it's all about likes. How many likes did I get? On YouTube, how many views? How many subscribers I have on my channel? right? Popularity. So I'm becoming a God. People worship me. So I don't need God in my life because that's pride. That's pride. It's like taking again this picture of driving a car on I-70. When you know that speed limit is 70 and you go 100 and you pray to God at the same time, God protect me when I'm in trouble. You know, we're just make it, but there will not be police, okay? I will not be pulled over. Just help me, because, you know, I'm late for this meeting, so you go 100 miles per hour. It feels so great. And you pray to God, protect me, protect me. That's wrong. So we shouldn't, like Jesus says, we shouldn't put God into the test, into the test. When we put ourselves into the uh, danger, that's our fault. So don't blame God when something happens. Don't blame God when something happens. So this gospel is really for all of us. All the temptations. The devil comes to you when you are weak. He always lies. And he is trying to convince you that whatever you do in your life it will be much better if you do it without God. But Jesus says each time, no, put God first, put God first, and then everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. So that's why we are given this gospel uh, today, on first Sunday of Lent, to remind ourselves that the season of Lent is a battlefield, and we fight against the devil who comes to you every day, who comes to you every day. Through the history, you can find many examples, uh, I mean the saints, when they were attacked by the devil with the permission of God, uh, and the devil attacked them 
in the way, uh, hopefully, we will not be attacked. So like St. John uh, Vianney, we know that uh, when he was trying to go to bed, the devil uh, would come to his room and turn over his bed. Or St. Padre Pio, he was beaten by the devil. The devil does it because he knows this person is too close to God and I will not convince him or her to commit a sin. So then there's some kind of punishment from him to show who is in charge. But all of the saints usually were making fun of the devil and he would get so upset but he would attack the next night again and again and again. Thanks be to God, that's not what's going to happen to us. And that's the proof for you. If something like this, it's not happening to you right now, it means that, you know, we are still not saints. We are on the way to become saints. Uh, but each and every day, specifically now during the season of Lent, we are called to really get closer to God. Because if we get closer to Him, then the devil is weaker and he cannot convince us to commit a sin. Temptation is real. Each one of you is tempted every day, every day. But there are some kind of uh, tools that I always recommend to use to say no to the devil. First of all, we are not God. And if you acknowledge this first truth, you are good. The second one is, Never talk to the temptation. When you are tempted to say something or to do something, uh, don't do it. It seems so easy, but again, when you try to say no, you can start thinking and convince yourself to commit a sin. But the goal is to say no, to say no to temptation and not to commit a sin not to commit a sin. So here is one tool that I always recommend. When you, when you go to confession with me, that's sometimes what I say. When you feel that you're about to, to do something or say something, something that could become a sin, ask yourself the question, should I do it? Or should I, should I say that? Deep in your heart, you know what's right. But usually we just ignore our conscience which tells us, no, don't do it. So next time when you're tempted to say something, to do something, ask yourself the question, should I do it? Your conscience will tell you no, so still you have to choose what to do. But this question slows you down. You go below speed limit, okay? It slows you down. You start thinking and then it's much easier to say no to temptation. That's the key. When we are connected to God, when we listen to our conscience, uh, when we read the scripture, uh, we have tools to say no to the devil. So he can go away. But he always comes back, like we were just told, but he left Jesus for a time. The message is the message of hope for this land to really get closer to God.
if we are close to him, it's much easier to live. It's much easier to live. So today, I would encourage all of you to say yes to him when you receive him in the Eucharist. Ask him to help you to say no to the devil because we can do it. You can do it. And if we are really close to him, if we say no to temptation, we can become saints, which is the goal for all of us. Lent is a huge reminder that you need God in your life. No matter who you are, what you think, where you live, you need God. You need God. And if you accept this truth, this land will be a successful season for you. You need God.